Hello, and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. I am Michael, and I'm here today with two special guest co-hosts. I have Josh, a.k.a. JVC Perry, who's a freelance writer on numerous projects, I'm, and I'll let him expound on that in a little bit. And the Caleb G. Welcome back to the show, both of you. I forgot how to do this. That's all right. What are we doing? Just say hello. Hey, everybody. That way they'll know your your voice when you're talking. So I had this idea, which sounds like it may have actually originally been Caleb's idea, but it's been so long ago I forgot to credit him and assumed it was my own, of doing a show that's focused on current Kickstarters. Anybody who's in the hobby right now, I like to think most people, many people, some people at least, follow Kickstarter because there's so many different games that are being developed and published through that crowdfunding source. It's easy for them to be overlooked or missed or just sometimes the super cool ones that uh, was off your radar. So the goal here is that each of us are going to present one, two, maybe three Kickstarters that we are currently interested in ourselves, things that we're excited about or things that we just think other people might also want to know about. And the idea is just a little fun thing that we can do to help you know, promote these different Kickstarters or, or spread the word. Uh, we are figuring things out. This is a proof of concept episode. We we did not do a lot of talking beforehand. So this is definitely going to be uh, an experiment to start with. But we really hope that over time, this can become a place that people come to to find out about the cool Kickstarters that maybe they don't already know. And I will do it again later. But I want to thank my friends, uh, Rich and Kenna from Going Last. They were the inspiration. They used to do a show very similar to this. I loved it. Sadly, they have pod faded away, but they will be with us in spirit, if not in body, while we do this. So before we get started any further, let's go ahead and let everybody introduce themselves in case someone isn't familiar with our work. I, of course, am Michael. Pretty much everything I do here is at the RPG Academy. Josh, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you and your work. Sure. Um, I'm called Josh. Most people probably know me as JVC Parry, which is um, what I publish under. So I've got a lot of self-published work on the DMs Guild, but I also do freelance writing for other tabletop games companies, uh, including Nord Games, Lawsmith, uh, primarily adventure design, but pretty much whatever. All right, very cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And of course, the Caleb G. Say hello to everyone. Tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hoi, chummers. I don't do anything anymore. <laughs> um, I used to do a lot of stuff. And then I got a different job and had a child, and now I don't. Um, I'm shrugging into the camera that none of you can see, because that's what I do. Good enough, at least for now. Um, and then I guess the first thing I'll throw out to the potential audience is uh, we're talking about different names for this particular type of show. It was suggested Book Fair, which I think goes well with our Academy theme. Um, I also like the idea of like Econ or Economics 101, Kickstarter Economics. Uh, so if you can think of any super cool names that fits our Academy theme, please let us know. Hopefully by the next time we do this, we will have a name. So I'm going to go first. And the first Kickstarter that I'm going to talk about is uh, one that probably people have heard about because it is super well funded. It's called Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile. And this is a Kickstarter from Patrick Letter. Uh, they are, it's, it's named after the, the lead guy behind the, the company, but that's actually a company name. And they do uh, asymmetrical games. You probably have heard of Root and also Vast the Crystal Caverns. And then they did a, uh, I think it was the expansion, Vast the Mysterious Manor. 
And Oath is an asymmetrical one to six player game. Again, if, if you're familiar with asymmetrical games, each player takes on a different role, one of which being the, the chancellor. Then there's some exiles. There's different ways for you to win, depending on which role that you take. It is a resource strategy game, which includes uh, you know combat, campaigning, where you actually fight over the course of uh, weeks within the game. It's not a legacy game, but it is a game where decisions you make each game can have a, a rolling impact, and and when a game ends, the victory conditions will help determine the next setup. So it does sort of continue off of itself. Um, so if the chancellor wins game one, that will make game two set up a little bit different. So the game constantly sort of evolves. And one of the things I really really like about it is there's basically one pledge level. It's ninety dollars, and that's the Kickstarter which does come with some Kickstarter exclusive. There is one add-on available. You can get like card sleeves that have custom art for the cards that will be in the game. But it's well put together. There's a 25-minute video where they go through several turns of the game to kind of explain how it will, you know, how the game works. I'm not going to go through all of that here, but the game looks great. It's from an established company. They know what they're doing and it's basically 90 bucks. Estimated delivery is January 2020. Future Michael here. That is January 2021, of course. Yeah, I think that's everything that I wanted to talk about. So are either of you already familiar? Is this one that you've seen already or come across? Not me. I've, I've heard of the company before, but not a specific project. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> so Root... Um, at our last faculty retreat last year was one of, if not the most talked about games. It, uh, it got played a couple times. Several people at the faculty retreat became obsessed. I know Rocky <laughs> went out and bought it immediately and has done deep dives into it. Uh, it was sold out and was hard to get. So I just, I like the, the company has a track record of creating interesting games. It's got some really cool art. It's almost like a fable ish. Um, so it's not, like super grit and you know gritty like fourth edition D&D or some of the Paizo stuff uh but it looks fun uh and it definitely has a depth of, like, just looking at the Kickstarter video and then the rules explanation video they did this is a game that has a lot of elements to it which i imagine it's going to take some element of system mastery to really understand what you're doing but it seems like a game that you could play for a long time with your friends and really get into how it changes over time uh it's has nine days to go as of right now. I'm hoping to get this episode out tomorrow, but you have a you're going to have about four days to a week when this comes out. Uh, original funding goal was fifty thousand dollars. They're currently over eight hundred and fifty thousand, so they are well overfunded. And I see no reason that this game won't be successful and come out on the target dates. So if you're interested in any of the things that I said, please go check out. Oath, Chronicles of Empire and Exile, and it, of course, will be in the show notes with links to everything. And Root won a load of awards, I think, didn't it? I think it's... Oh, yes, it did. Absolutely. A ton of awards. So you can kind of guarantee this game is going to be just as good. It, se it seems like the, the pedigree, that's what I was looking for, the pedigree of the company, they have, they've established that they can create good games that are well-received and, and well-loved. So I have no reason to believe that this game won't do the same. All right, so that's my first game. Caleb, what is your first Kickstarter campaign you want to talk about? All right, so my first game is called Prohibitionists. 
the card game about taking out the mob. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I stumbled across this randomly, but it definitely crossed a lot of things off my list. It's a cool card game. It's got some nice art. It seems to be pretty quick to play. So it is a great party game. It's a great game when kids are distracted momentarily. And it seems pretty cool. So it's all played with cards. Basically, you've got a couple different professions that you can take on the roles of. You've got a bunch of obstacles that are going to get in your way. And then you have a series of tactics that you can use to overcome those obstacles. Uh, Everything is played out of the deck. You're basically flipping cards and resolving them as they pop up. And you randomly mix a boss card into that deck to try to take the mob out as things go on. The gameplay is very simple. All the cards have suits and values, and you are just playing cards to meet or beat the target of the cards you're trying to overcome or take out. And there's a few special rules and different effects, so there's some good tactical elements to all of it. This game is currently at $3,500 out of its $4,000 goal with 20 days to go. Um, I would play this game. Um, <laughs> back uh, Pledge-wise, you've got uh, a $5 pledge gets you the print-and-play version. A $20 pledge gets you the physical copy. Um, and then... It jumps up to buying a whole bunch of copies if you want to sell them as a vendor. There are no stretch goals. The estimated delivery date is June of 2020. This was a really solid campaign. The videos about how to play the game and the introduction video were very well made. Lots of great music, lots of great style of that Roaring Twenties era that is pretty appealing to me personally um this is pretty cool i like it a lot all right very very cool all right so josh what is your first game yeah uh the first one i'll talk about is kind of it's more of i don't know a supplement maybe than a game uh it's called slow quest character cards a tool for creating heroes and npcs um and really what made me notice this um it's just the the artwork. I think the artwork in it is hilarious. It really reminds me of sort of um, Adventure Time style uh, cartoons. Um, and essentially these cards are designed to help you create NPCs either on the fly for your games or while you're planning your games. Um, they give you a race, a speciality, a personality trait, a background, and also some items that the character could be carrying with them. So I think as a tool for Dungeon Masters, to kind of just use on the fly when they really need an NPC for their game. This is a really nice way of doing it rather than having lists and tables to roll on, which can often take a lot of time and detract from the game. I think having these cards just to flip over would be um, a lot more interesting. And it also, because it's got cartoons on it, it gives a kind of visual idea to the characters already of of what's before them. Um, It also has an accompanying zine, which uh, kind of, acts as an expansion for this uh, particular product, which I think is a neat idea. And um, 
it's by I should have mentioned Brody H who does the Slow Quest um, website where there are other zines and other small books where he kind of talks about different monsters that you might encounter in fantasy based role playing games um, it's $18 for the deck and it's already um, pledged uh, sorry already funded um, and I think I forget when delivery is sorry but it, the the funding finishes in 27 days so you've got a little while to to join up uh so it looks like june 2020 is the estimated delivery yeah that's right yeah you go. so one thing that you mentioned that i i kind of like is you know i love rolling dice i'm a i'm a D person like rpgs i love rolling dice but if i'm trying to create an npc maybe on the fly or i dropped an npc and randomly in the in the characters or players of course latch onto them like they're super important and now i'm str- scrambling to try to make them fully fleshed out being able to just sort of flip over a card behind the screen without letting the players know that's what I'm doing. Like if you start rolling dice to create character concepts, sometimes it's easy for the people to realize, oh, you know, Michael didn't know who this yeah. guy was or this girl was now he's trying to figure it out. But if you could just flip over some cards, like it, it's not that I think it's important that the players don't know that, but if it's important to you that the players don't realize that you're making this up on the fly. I like the idea of being able to flip cards and creating on the fly without making it obvious that's what you're doing. So I do appreciate the card versus table rolling element here. Yeah, it seems like there are more and more kind of card-based supplements for role-playing games coming out, and I just think this one looks really neat and really fun. All right, very, very cool. All right, so... Everyone is given their first. We're going to switch things up a little bit. Caleb, you're actually going to go first this time. So what is your second campaign? All right. My second campaign is called Micro City, pocket-sized city-building game. This is a mini board game slash card game. There's a lot of tokens and bits and pieces in this one. Uh, I'll rip the bandit off right now. It is already very overfunded 41,000 out of a goal of almost 8,000 with a delivery date of June 2020. This was another one of those games I just randomly stumbled across it. It was big, it was colorful and it caught my attention. So marketing worked. <laughs> uh good introduction video animated, very eye-catching. The The company making this game is called Thistroy Games, and they have made several other games to date, but it it seems that this is their first Kickstarter game, but they do have a pedigree of other games that they have produced that appear to be successful and similarly colorful and exciting. Uh, There are several videos about how to play the game. There's some little instructional animatics. Basically, you move a little person token around a board, roll some dice, play some cards, and try to build your buildings first. Interestingly, there is a solo mode, a co-op mode, and a player versus player mode, so there's a lot you can get out of this one game. Price-wise, I think this is super affordable for what you get out of it. A Single game is only $19, and you get the base game, the expansion pack, and any stretch goals that are met. And since we are severely overfunded, you're going to get, let's scroll through their list real quick, all of their stretch goals, which are better tokens, better cards, 
some additional maps and stuff like that. Uh, there's also some pledge levels for buying multiple copies if you are a vendor or just like the game a whole bunch. The estimated delivery is June 2020, but note that shipping is not included, and this is an international company, so there's going to be an extra cost on the end of everything when it gets to your door. All right, yeah. Um, shipping is one of those things that uh, you have to pay attention, in my opinion, to Kickstarter, because so many Kickstarters are free, so that when they're not, it can be a bit of a shock, but I think it's pretty common now. Several of my most recent backs... Um, you pledge initially, and then when the backer kit opens, you pay then for what your shipping will be, uh, which isn't like it's a surprise, but sometimes it feels like a surprise because you're like, cool, I got a Kickstarter coming in. Oh, wait, I have to pay an extra 20 bucks now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's also worth noting that this is the second edition of the game. It's existed as a print and play for a while, and those links to print and cut everything out are on the Kickstarter. So if you really want to test it out before you drop a couple bucks on it, it's right there. Very cool. And again, a reminder, uh, there will be links in our show notes to all of the projects that we talk about today. All right. So Josh, what is your second campaign? Sure. My second uh, is a game called Starbridge, um, which is uh, being made by Slow Death Games. Uh, and kind of, I guess, in a similar way to the last one, this game has actually been out for a little while just as a PDF version. And this Kickstarter really is just for their soft cover rule book, um, which there was a lot of demand for. And now I guess that demand's being realized through this campaign. Um, it's already uh, funded. Uh, they had a $5,000 goal and it's about 5,700 at the minute. Um, and the estimated delivery is for uh, July, 2020. Um, I discovered it through uh, Tabletop Minions, which is a quite a popular YouTube channel for uh, war gamers, I guess, and, and miniatures gamers. Uh, and what's really special about this game is that it's miniatures agnostic. So no matter what miniatures you've already got, you'll be able to play this game with them because the rules are designed to kind of um, use the miniatures you currently have in new ways other than the game that they might already be associated with. Um, so one of the most interesting things about this game is that it uses these kind of factions that already exist. So if you're if you're playing uh, used to playing Warhammer or, or um, Star Wars or some other miniatures game, you can use those miniatures and they've got rules that while they don't kind of infringe on the copyright, they kind of suggest, well, the faction we're talking about here might be the Tau, for example, or or might be uh, the Rebel Alliance. And it also uses a kind of bolt action style mechanics for activation of the of your miniatures, which is a random activation where you put the dice for each miniature in a bag and draw the dice in turn. So you might end up taking a couple of goes in a row, but then you know that later on more of your um, opponent's miniatures are going to come up, which I think is quite quite good fun. And it's a bit of a change to some of the more traditional games um, so for the soft cover book it's $15 uh, and as I said the PDF's already out there so you could in theory be playing this game and then if you decide you like it and, and want that it, the book should look really amazing because the artwork inside it is incredible um, you could get the soft cover for yourself and there are also higher tiers at which you can pledge to get dice sets and stuff like that taking a look here yeah so we're looking at a July 2020 estimated delivery 
and it looks like uh, dice, you can get two sets for $25, or the book for 15 or there's a co combination of two sets of dice and the book for $40. So if you're into miniature wargaming, that's not a, not a very expensive for all that. Yeah, really cheap in comparison to kind of the more mainstream games. Uh, so for myself, my second campaign is Psycho Chickens. And this is the one I went back and forth on several times if I wanted to cover it or not. But it's just one of those games, it's like it's just the irreverent humor of it. Like it, I don't know, it it, it worries me that it could be offensive, but it's not offensive to me, but it will be to other people. But it seems like just a silly, fun, stupid kind of game. And I love these types of games for when you're starting like a game night where it's just, you know, you can play it in like 10 minutes and it just kind of gets everybody warmed up. Uh, so like on their Kickstarter, it says their, uh, the, you know, like the time to play can range anywhere from 43 seconds, which is the shortest game they've ever played, or 38.65 minutes, which is the longest game they've ever played. Uh, age is not dead or seven plus. Uh, basically, it's two to eight players, 70 cards. Uh, it's got this kind of over the top uh, artwork that's just again silly and irreverent. And you play three cards out in front of yourself, uh, face down. And then one at a time, you go around the table and you reveal your top card and it generally does something. But if it is a psycho chicken card, you lose. And so the goal isn't to win the game. The goal is to not lose the game. And then all the other cards do things like let you look at one of your cards or let you look at one of your opponent's cards or switch cards. Uh, so it's, you know, most of the game is hidden information. And then the mechanics of the game let you try to figure out information that maybe other players don't have, and then you can react to that. So like if you know someone's middle card is a psychic, psycho, psycho chicken, uh, you can manipulate things so that they have to play it, or at least you know to avoid it. Uh, so yeah, the the artwork is just kind of silly, but it makes me laugh. So hopefully it will make other people laugh as well. Some of the examples here, um, there's like a mushroom card. It's called a Hushroom. You forgot what just happened, so you have to take your turn again. Uh, a Biggest Piggus, you have to draw two more cards. Uh, a Ninja card lets you swap cards on the table. So again, if you know you have a Psycho Chicken, you can give it to someone else. There's a Taco card that says, just a taco. So it doesn't do anything. It's just a taco. Uh, so if any of that makes you laugh like it kind of makes me laugh, you can check this game out. It is, it's the first created by Neon Chicken. And it has a uh, estimated delivery of June 2020. It's uh, let me see if I can here. So the base game is about twenty dollars US. Uh, so you basically you get the card case and then the the base game, which is seventy cards, for about thirty bucks. You can get the Psycho Chickens plus two expansions, and then for about forty dollars US, you can get the Psycho Chickens base game and all the expansions. Uh, so yeah, it was just one that every time I looked at, it's like. I don't know if I should be, be laughing, but I am laughing, so I thought I would share it. Uh, it is currently just underfunded, I believe. So it has a pledge goal of 3900 It's at 3700 still with 31 days to go. I think it's only been open for a couple of days. Uh, so I've, I imagine it's going to fund before time runs out. It's only like $200 away. So yeah, so Psycho Chickens is my second campaign. It sounds a lot like um, games like Exploding Kittens, or we haven't play tested this at all, which are always great for parties, I think. 
Yeah, I definitely think that is in, um, that is sort of what they were aiming for, it feels like to me. Okay. All right. So I believe that's everyone's second. So we'll sock around. So Josh, you actually get to go first. What is your third campaign? Sure. So my third is one that I'm sure probably listeners will already have heard about. It's the full color custom miniatures uh, from Hero Forge, who are already a very popular company. Hero Forge basically is an online tool where you can create your own characters and typically in a lot of accuracy because they've got a lot of options. Um, and, and print out, they 3D print a miniature for you. Or, in fact, in some cases, you can buy the file and print it yourself if you've got a 3D printer. Well, this is their Kickstarter for color custom miniatures rather than before, which was just kind of black and white resin. Honestly, I almost find it hard to believe the amount of detail. If you take a look at their page, the kind of level of color from their color printed versus the professionally painted uh, is amazing. It, it it almost seems like witchcraft. I've got no idea how it <laughs> how it works. But I think, you know, if you're looking to up your miniatures game for any tabletop role-playing game, it caters to kind of sci-fi, um, fantasy, and also modern day. I think this is probably the way to go, especially if you want that kind of, just to elevate your own game by getting a custom miniature. And as I say, the Hero Forge is already uh, very popular. So uh, currently it's $59 for a color miniature or $75 for two, which is quite a lot. So it's, you know, it's clearly a luxury item, but having used them in the past, I can say it's well worth it. Um, And there are also, you know, options if you want to kind of splash the cash. Um, There are options for, I think, up to uh, something crazy like 10 or maybe even more um, printed miniatures. And they've also done something which I think is nice where they're offering, as part of the Kickstarter, uh, professionally painted miniatures as well. So depending on whether you want to get, whether you want to kind of support the uh, the technology or support the artisans that they've got doing this work by hand, uh, you've got choices either way. I think it funded something like 4,000% over in the first day of its launch. It's way over now. So, you know... If, if it's not something you feel like backing a small indie company, this probably isn't the one for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's an interesting one that if people missed, they're likely to have wanted to heard about. So, And uh, I'll just throw in because, you know, I'm pretty, pretty famous within the people who listen to our show or, or know me that I don't really play with maps and minis. Mm. Uh, but just scrolling through the campaign, there's a section of don't play with maps and minis. <laughs> uh, they have a, uh, what's it called? A photo booth tool. So you can render what your mini would look like, but it prints out on a sheet, basically it prints out on a character sheet, but you have this photorealistic, almost 3D model of your character for your character sheet. So you can still see what it would look like, but you don't actually have to have a physical token. I don't have any idea where that comes from in the campaign, how much it costs or how you get access, but it does exist. And I thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah, on top of that, they've done um, a kind of token creator as well for if you play online. You know, most people just use, you know, Roll20 or whatever, and you'll have your little PNGs or, or JPEGs of your token. Well, you can create and export those as well using this Kickstarter. Very, very cool. Uh, so for me, I think if I got the order straight, I go over my last one now, and then Caleb rounds things up. I chose, it's called One Shot Mystery Adventure Inspired by HP Lovecraft. 
So this is a 5e adventure supplement. It's created by Midnight Tower. This is their second Kickstarter campaign. And from what I can gather, this is basically uh, a man, woman. I think they're married. They're just a couple people who love H.P. Lovecraft. They love playing D&D. They decided they wanted to make an adventure that featured some sort of Lovecraftian themes. So their original funding goal was $147. And that was just to cover proofreading of their text, um, some art, and then access to the quote-unquote Lovecraftian font. So that's all they were trying to do is just be able to, you know, take their adventure they had written and make it uh, presentable, professional-looking. It's currently at $21,000, <laughs> which is a hundred and no, it's a hundred and fourteen thousand percent over goal, which is stupid, but it's also funny because what makes me love this is this is exactly the sort of thing that I want to do someday is just put an adventure together, make enough money to make it look good, and then put it out into the world. And this one in particular has just latched on to people. There's uh, almost twelve hundred backers. Said it's over twenty one thousand dollars. They only needed literally a hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> For looking at pledge levels, they have a low-income digital copy. So if you are someone who has low income or if you're also um, like a first responder or veteran, you can get a digital copy for $3, which is for U.S. They're in the U.K. Uh, their regular digital copy is only $8. And then if you want a soft cover printed plus the PDF, it's going to cost you about $16 U.S. And then they have a hardcover printed. They had some like higher-end collector editions that were like, a hundred and something dollars and every one of them sold out. They're all gone. Uh, so at this point you're basically looking at like six bucks or 12 bucks to, yeah, sorry, eight, eight bucks or 16 bucks us to get either the digital or the soft cover version. And uh, it's basically a mystery story about what happened to Evie Ashwood and it involves an old tower and some uh, Lovecraftian themes. So what's not like, what's not to love? It looks like they nearly hit their um, final uh, goal as well, which is at uh, 17,000 uh, GBP. And they're at 14 and a half, uh, sorry, 16 and a half at the minute, so, which is scalable encounters. And they have roughly eight days to go from now. So again, I'm, my goal is to get this out tomorrow or Tuesday. So there'll be you know, five days roughly when this is, when this is out uh, for you to go back this one as well. All right, Caleb, you can finish this up. What is your third campaign? So for my third campaign, I strategically chose this one as opposition to MicroCity. This one is called <laughs> Building Cities. It is another game about building a city. Uh, this one has 12 days to go in funding. It currently only has $4,000 out of its goal of 47000 Wow. Ooh. Sorry, fellas, this one probably isn't going to go. This must be the first campaign. Well, no, I take that back. This is not the first campaign this company has put together. This is a huge board game. Lots of moving pieces. It feels very much like SimCity, the board game, in that you are building actual cities. You're maintaining roadway roadways. There are minis that stand up three-dimensionally of the buildings. There are special landmarks. It seems like it could be pretty cool. There's a lot of random elements on cards. You have objectives, events, challenges. Um, I was scanning through the rules. 
They're pretty dense and hard to understand. Uh, the introduction video is only 20 seconds and it's just a picture of the game. And then there is, there are some instructional videos as well. I think city management and resource management as a game is kind of a cool concept. I don't think it's as hugely popular as many other types of games, but it's something that's kind of interesting to me personally right now. So I, as I was looking through micro city, this Kickstarter website just said, hey, here's something similar. So I said, oh, let's look at that. Oh, goodness, it's terrible. So <laughs> uh, no offense to the creators intended. I, I think it, it's a great game, I'm sure. I would love to try to play it, but um, I don't think it's going to happen. All right. So very cool. So that is Building Cities. 12 days to go as a recording. Probably will have about a week left. They are at 10%, actually less than 10% of their goal. So maybe, maybe they'll get there. But if you're interested, maybe check it out. And um, and I will say, you know, several other companies that I'm aware of started Kickstarters, did not fund, ended up canceling their campaigns, reworked, and then came back and had successful Kickstarters. So even if this doesn't fund, if you are interested in it, you can go maybe connect with the creators uh, on social media. And maybe if they end up retooling it and coming back with different pledge levels or different campaign details, then, you know, maybe, maybe round two will be successful for them if this one doesn't end up making it. Uh, so that is everyone's three. So we're going to go into what I'm going to call the going last Memorial Pickstarter. Uh, again, I made no bones about it. I love going last. Sad they're gone. One of the things they did on their show that I really liked is every time they did a Kickstarter uh, coverage, they would play a game where the host would pick out of the Kickstarters presented which one they themselves would back if they had all the imaginary money in the world, they could pledge at whatever level they wanted. But in doing so, they would make sure they would never have access in any way, even a friend copy of any of the others. So basically, this is an absolute all or nothing out of the nine that we have presented today. Which one would you put your money in at the exclusion of all others? So I'm going to give everybody a couple seconds to think about it because obviously we had our own, but then there are six others that we want to look at. And I'm just going to say, I looked at a lot of Kickstarters over the last 24 hours <laughs> uh, to get ready for this episode. I, again, I'm not an expert, but there were a lot of campaigns that I was immediately turned off of because of their video. It, it was like too cutesy and it didn't really tell me anything about the game. It was like all atmosphere. And I did not like that. So one person's opinion, maybe just a straightforward, this is what we're trying to do video would be better than all the sound design to make me feel like I'm inside of the world of your game. I don't know if anyone agrees with me. That's just my two cents. So Josh, I'm going to start with you. So we have our campaigns are Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile, mm -hmm. Psycho Chickens, a one-shot mystery adventure inspired by HP Lovecraft, Building Cities, Micro City, Prohibitionists, and then your three Slow Quest character cards, Star Breach, and Full Color Custom Miniatures from Hero Forge. If you could only pick one of those at the exclusion of all others, which kickstart would you pickstart? So I think if I didn't already have so many miniatures, my answer might be different. But as I'm already pretty well tooled up in terms of, uh, of minis, I'm going to pick Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile. I really like the artwork 
I know they're from, uh, it's, the game's produced by a company who already has made great stuff. I think it looks like the rules for this are really well thought out. And I like, I like kind of the simplicity of what they're doing here. Just saying, look, you know, 90 bucks gets you the game. Thanks. I hope you enjoy it. So I think that will be my pick. All right. Very, very cool. Caleb, same question to you, sir. Well, I feel like I should say the full custom miniatures from Hero Forge, because those are real cool. But I've got off camera here a whole wall of boxes of things that should be on shelves that are still in boxes. <laughs> so I'm going to say no, because I don't need more clutter. Ah, I feel like I should also support the one-shot mystery adventure inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, because as we all know, I am a huge fan of cosmic horror. I'm going to admit, I was thinking of you when I chose that one. Oh, how sweet. Uh, But it is a 5e game, and I've got some pretty (laughs) strong feelings about 5e. Um, I really want to play Prohibitionist. I'm sorry. I'm going to pick my own. I I apologize, but I'm playing favorites. I, I think it's a really fun game. I love the artwork. I love that gumption and moxie style rough and tumble throwing punches and haymakers kind of game. The campaign itself was also pretty clever. They embraced the genre. They used the words, the phrases. They mixed it in. It felt like a really entertaining presentation. The guys who are making this obviously like the game. They like the source. They like the concept. It seems really fun. Totally fair. And as for myself, I'm going to mirror what both of you said. If I had all the imaginary money in the world, it's hard to hard to avoid Hero Forge here. You know, <laughs> you get these amazing minis. Uh, if I'm playing with other people's money, but I don't really use minis, so it would be sort of silly for me. But again, if I'm playing with someone else's money, why not drop two thousand dollars on a bunch <laughs> of minis, right? I also really, really like Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile. I imagine. Based off of their pedigree, this is going to be an amazing game. It's probably going to be out on time. It's going to look and play great. I really like the one-shot mystery adventure. I love D&D. I like 5e, unlike maybe some other people. I really do. I also love mystery adventures. So to be able to see someone else's version maybe help me get inspired and finally knock mine out. But with all that being said, I'm going to pick Psycho Chicken. (laughs) Because I know this is a game I actually would get to the table. I I don't know that I ever will actually play Oath Chronicles of Empire. I don't know that I ever would actually run someone else's mystery adventure for 5e. Mm. But I know at one of my game nights, I would get Psycho Chicken on the table. We'd play it for five minutes. We'd all have a laugh. And then we would move on to another game. Mm. That is it. So any final words from you, Josh, before we wrap up our inaugural pilot episode of soon-to-be-named Kickstarter-focused podcast uh no i mean i can see myself losing a lot of money to kickstarters given this podcast now but (laughs) going lost cost cost me a lot of money (laughs) really really did well i really appreciate you joining us thank you so much for doing what you do um and we will see you in a couple weeks for our next episode thanks for having me caleb anything from you no this was a lot of fun and i am glad to be part of the test Very cool. And again, just one last time to anyone who potentially listens, please let us know based on the format, what you liked, what you didn't, what you would want to see from this episode, this type of show, if we continue doing this going forward. 
Uh, can't guarantee we'll take everyone's suggestion because probably we'll get conflicting ones, but uh, we will appreciate any feedback to help us make this show something that we do regularly and do better. So with that, we will all say goodbye and do an awkward wave out to no one who's watching, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.